And we're back. The second broadcast, guys. I can't believe we're still here, guys. <laughs> we made it this far. We made it this far. Look at us. Hey. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> Not me. We talk about memes. We talk about memes. That was a meme we just did. Oh, we just we did a it. meme. Wow. We talk about segues, which actually that was a good segue, but we talk about segues and the lack of. Yeah. Main topic is attention span. Attention spans. Yep. So hopefully we've grabbed yours straight away. And in uh, Bring a Thing, we look at some uh, out of home advertising. Um, so strap in. Stick around. Take a listen. Enjoy. Welcome back to episode two of Brightcast. I don't know about you guys, but what a week. Oh, it's the very second episode. It's the very second episode. After second, this week. Second best, maybe. Who knows? We've not got into it yet. Maybe second best, maybe, maybe second maybe. worst. Who knows? But yeah, exciting week. Um, lots going on, as always. Yeah, it's been a busy week. We've had a few shoots that we've been out on. Um, some projects wrapping up, some projects opening up. It's been good. What this week topic have you got? What, what, what do you want to chat out that's about that's happened this week that's been good? This week, I think dailies and VFX breakdowns. I think that's my this week. Yeah. I am loving the dailies. And it's no secret, as with the podcast, and maybe it's just me resistant to change, guys, but I think I'm, I think I'm learning. I think I'm changing. I wasn't that on board with the dailies at the start. You guys had to... You had so many... I don't want to say arguments. It was not arguments. Discussions. Was Discussions, yeah. Debates. Fisticuffs. Oh, oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think we all trust each other. And yeah, we, all trust, yeah. we all trust that what we want is for the best yeah. for the company creatively. So it's discussions. It's debates. Yeah, I think yeah, we're definitely. all happy to have yeah. them. And also, yeah. guys, you, you, you did it and I changed. I, you know, I changed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I think in your defense, sometimes we have discussions, marketing discussions that it'd be good to do this to this and we get carried away and excited. Yeah. And then we, when we bring those ideas to you, we're just like, oh, podcast with not the real explanation yeah. or the thought behind those, you know, the, the reasoning of why we're into it. And same, same with the dailies. Yeah. And with the dailies, I thought it was a good opportunity. And, and to be fair, you didn't not want to do the dailies. You just had issues with how they were going to be executed. It? Yeah. yeah, it was the format, yeah. Because... Like like myself, we were coming into the studio in January and we knew we'd be setting up some cool spaces and doing some good stuff with it. And it would be a shame not to capture that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I'm on board fully now. I love them. I'm yeah. loving the dailies. Uh, I think they're evolving into a really, really great format, into like a great bit of content for us to show everybody, like yeah. the podcast, what it's like to work here, yeah. what we get up to. And, uh, and how we do our, our thing. And I'm loving the little kind of cut downs and stuff we're getting from them, like the VFX breakdowns, which we're starting yeah. to do. And these might not be Corridor Crew-esque breakdowns where we're recreating yeah. the yeah, Spider-Man yeah. franchise or something like that. Yeah. But they're, uh, they're really fun. And we've just shared one of them and it's already our most viewed shorts on YouTube, which is quite nice. So they're obviously yeah. doing something well yeah. there. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving these. I'm loving where they're going to go. Yeah. So little plug, actually, they're on YouTube, our YouTube, Bright. Yeah. Yeah. If you search for Bright Visual Marketing, that's Bright with two eyes, you should find us. But yeah, segue. <laughs> I'm just saying the word segue as if it's a segue, but segue. What do you guys uh, want to chat about? 
Great stuff. Jess, what have you been on this week? Great segue. We've been setting up um, a web project for a charity that we've been doing some work with. We created an animation for them earlier in the year and we spoke to them recently about their website. The customer experience on the website just wasn't great. It wasn't mobile first for starters. The donation didn't work at all on mobile. So it was for us to basically sit down with the client and sort of map out the customer journey, yeah. map out the important thing for them. And obviously the customer journey for every website is different. So for, for us, um, for our website, it was more to get them to see old case studies and projects. Whereas for it's getting people straight to the donation page, basically. It's to yeah. find out about them, what they do, what they're donating for. I, I think particularly because where they find or tend to find the people interested, they do have some um, traction online yeah. th through through their site. But a lot of people find their website from in-person events, fundraisers. Yeah. And so the fact that they couldn't, the people who are moved by, you know, the speakers and the yeah. events before them couldn't just donate on their yeah. phone is yeah it's crazy it, it, yeah. it's such a missed opportunity they will have literally lost out on millions yeah. but we're rectifying it and we're rectifying yeah yeah, yeah. It. yeah the brilliant. the designs yeah. are finalized internally they're with the client at the moment we're hoping to start development by the end of next week we're sort of waiting back on the final client amends nice. yeah. excited to get that into development it's going to be a really really good looking website nice. yes yeah and and with so we started with the animation as you mentioned and we sort of, we didn't rebrand them, but we do a lot of brand evolution, yeah. often through campaign work yeah, like yeah. the video. Uh, and, and that has bled into, so there's live events. We did all the stands for them now. And yeah, yeah. Their news, their, their physical magazines um, we're working on as well. And then it's the just mo modernizing so their current mm. branding. Yeah. But it has added such a punch to their branding, like... It's yeah. subtle evolution, but it's definitely made a massive impact. Yeah, and I think, I think, they they have from from a traditional site they have quite a unique customer journey so i think for for anyone listening think about your customer journey and what they need to see or, yeah. and hear and read at each stage and move that along because you definitely can, you can sort one. of take for granted yeah. you can read someone else's you know oh, dream yeah, customer yeah. journey and think that's the way to do it but it's always unique yeah it's not a one-size-fit-all process yeah uh segue into robs this week oh perfect segue uh, also we're going to learn what segways are so I, I, I know what a segue means but um you know segway was those two-wheeled machines that people used to ride around in cities yeah right. it's to get you from point a to b that's why we're called segways yeah they uh Did you know they're that? no longer made oh, oh really not? yeah they cancelled it they it's, they're no longer being made if they like replace them with electric scooters now or something probably that has part of it but they were also electric weren't they? But I think electric scooters, they've been able to like monetize and putting them in cities, whereas segways were more dangerous, weren't they? Yeah, so I, it's I like wonder if people can... Uh, the more experienced days, aren't yeah, they, rather just, than... You don't fall and get as injured on a scooter, maybe. Yeah, but if segways weren't a thing, would we have ever had Paul, Paul Blart more cop? <laughs> what a yeah. movie. Great segue into Rob's bit. Jess, what have I been working on this week? You've got down, actually, a lesson that you learned, I think, by your dentist. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. So, uh, yeah, I got taught a lesson. I went to the dentist. I showed up. I was, I was a little late, granted. But from, from leaving my car to going in the dentist to getting back in my car, it was 11 minutes. Speedy. And it was 48 pounds, right? So it's a, d a decent hourly yeah, rate. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's call it, you know, what's that? Just under 300 pounds an hour. I mean, I, I couldn't even do the math. <laughs> <laughs> just, just take my word for it. You mentioned trust earlier. 
just yeah. under 300 pound now. <laughs> right, a decent rate. So it was a bit of a reminder to sort of charge what you're worth. And I know I'm not paying for time. I hate breaking it down for paying for time anyway, especially in a creative thing. You're paying for all of the, you know, the expertise, the years that have gone in, the training and the learning. But where I would say it's quite different is the work we do and a lot of the work our clients do actually generates a lot of income for, for those people they yeah, work with. Yeah. And so, you know, a decent rate that makes you in the long run, you know, thousands of, of pounds is a good investment. I don't think my smile is going to be worth a million. I wouldn't have pushed record earlier if you didn't have that smile. I was thinking, no. Okay. He needs that. Okay. That winning Hollywood smile. Hey, we've been on shoots and you've been complimented. People have people have pulled you over to compliment your uh, your smile. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. great. And like I mentioned in the last podcast, you've been doing your happiness course. Yeah. yeah your smile's true, only yeah. getting the bigger. Smile's bigger. Do you want so to update yeah. on the happiness course? It's pretty good. I'm liking it. I'm nice. really liking it. It makes me reflect on the day, in particular when I do it, and think, oh, okay, maybe I could have handled that different. Oh, I handled my emotions a little different from that situation. It's not all go to your ice palace and think about penguins that make you happy. Uh, but it's also quite a bit of that. Nice. But if that does make you happy, we're not judging you. Hey, great update. And it only feels like a minute ago you uh, spoke about it the first time. So great stuff. Nice. That's nice. a lot of growth. Yeah. Brilliant. Bring a thing. Bring a thing. Um, I want to go first, if that's okay. Just because mine, if anyone can remember from the last episode, we spoke about Make It Funny. Yep. And it inspired this Bring a Thing. Okay. Because I want to talk about meme marketing for a second. Yep. Because I think meme marketing is like a big part of Make It Funny. Yeah, yeah. Was it called Make It Funny? Was that what we called it? Where's, Where's the, the funny? funny? Where's the funny? I think that was a big part of Where's the Funny. Because brands have been memeing with mixed success for a very long time. Yeah. Some of them fail atrociously. Some of them do great. So, you know, Burger King, KFC, people like that, they have had some really good success with meme marketing. Smaller yeah. brands have great success. Netflix has great success. Obviously, with Netflix, they're putting out loads of content themselves, and then that content yeah, can become yeah. memeable. Yeah. But yeah, I just started doing a little bit of like meme marketing research, and uh, I didn't realize where the word meme came from. Okay. So it was created by Richard Dawkins, of all people, the uh, right. atheist and biologist, if you know him. Yeah. He wrote a book called The Selfish Gene in 1976. And it's from there he came up with the I word meme. I remember the book launch. Nice. Me and Jess don't, Gen <laughs> Zers. Uh, and basically, it's from the Latin term, I'm, I'm sure everyone knows this, uh, mimesis, which means the imitated thing. And it's basically a unit of information or a concept or an idea that is shared within a culture by people. Okay. Yeah. And that is what a meme is yeah, now. Yeah, it is, yeah. Obviously, back then it was it, it had uh, a bit more of a theoretical or academic yeah. de definition. Now it's, you know, the meme of like the, the guy looking at the girl with the yeah. jealous girlfriend, that type of a thing. What would it have been back then? Like fables, sort of like short, short sort of anecdotes with a message with it yeah and it's stuff that it's stuff that basically becomes self-sufficient and it can thrive and it can populate itself or it could Doesn't reproduce need any background information or anything around it i guess May, yeah but or, or maybe the culture is the background information the culture oh, is okay. the context yeah. but yeah but but brands brands have been meme marketing and stuff for, for ages now um and the origins of brand brands using it kind of they range there's lots of different people yeah. say they, they came from i know. read uh and it's, it's quite quite it, it might be a topic that 
becomes more relevant. But um, because a- NFTs of memes, you know, the girl who burnt the house down, she owned that NFT and made or sold it and made yeah. money off it. Yeah, I heard an interview with someone who represented a big brand and they said, you know, do you use meme? And what? basically the question was around copyright of the meme. Right. And they basically just went, eh, everyone's kind of doing it. Yeah. So I have some bad examples, which I don't even know if we need to show them because some of them are just bad. Okay. So there's one, there's a pizza place called DiGiorno's uh, Pizza, and they used a domestic abuse hashtag um, to create a meme to sell pizza. Such a risky thing to try and... It's not even risky. It's, it's definitely going to backfire. It's just oh, yeah. a bad taste. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A, a risk yeah, implies there could be a chance of success. Yeah. There is no chance of success there. And then the other one, it's less of an example, but it's more of just a thing where it's like a pitfall that a lot of uh, a lot of brands have, where if they try and manipulate the meme or the message of the meme, yeah. then they can, it can come across as disingenuous. We spoke a bit again last time about um, Radio Shack. Yeah. yeah, and how they that their their tweets are almost meme worthy, aren't they? It's yeah, almost like yeah. a meme. They 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 have become like a meme almost. I bet they have like when they screenshot tweets and oh, they yeah, get definitely. go viral. Yeah. They've definitely been. But like if you try and like alter the message of the meme, or you don't quite understand the point of the meme, yeah, yeah. then yeah, you basically you fail at meme marketing. And again, I, I think I referenced it last time again, but the, the meme that comes to mind is the fellow kids Steve Buscemi meme, the one from Thirty yeah. Rock. Yeah, yeah. Because it's people who are clearly like they're trying to get in on this like meme market. And especially like Gen Z, they're going to love it because it's instant and almost without thought, basically. And that isn't yeah, to say yeah. they want stuff instantly and they have no thought. But it's like, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing where they want this instant gratification or instant reward from the marketing. Yeah. And again, this segues wonderfully into our main yeah. topic. But it's that kind of like instant generation of an idea or instant recognition of an idea or a concept yeah. through the meme through memes and i think i think when you get it and hit hit it right it shows wit doesn't it, it, it like it fits within the meme sort of boundaries that it was there for but it's uh it just shows wit like you've sort of sort of personalized it but in a cool way but it still fits that meme oh like it's you're it's, not it's, moving it's, it. it's low if you if you do it right or even if you just don't do it badly it's just low effort success like it, it's low effort yeah. Do you know what I mean? Literally going on, I don't know what it's called, like meme flip or something like that, one of the yeah, meme generators. Yeah. It's just going on there and just, you know, Today's got the sponsor, templates and stuff. Meme flip. I don't know. I don't know if it is called meme flip. It's something like that. But yeah, uh, someone register that domain. Uh, we have done it successfully for a couple of clients. Uh, we don't do it too often. We used to do it a lot for ourselves, a lot more. Yeah. And like me- me- memes aren't necessarily like you're having to use like a, like an obvious meme. So like a meme template. So for instance, you know, yeah. like. Um, what is it like success kid stuff like that you don't necessarily have to do that. it can be any it can be any content at all so yeah. like we we could we could film a video and yeah. then that video could get memed yeah. in either a positive or negative way by yeah, either yeah. us or by by the audience so any kind of content can get memed yeah this podcast um, could get memed this podcast could get memed exactly yeah i'm just worried about it being taken out of context <laughs> what as in you know they take it pick up on a sentence or something Oh, that, that's uh, how lots of it's done, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Final fun fact before I move on, because I realise I've massively gone over my yep. time here. But Google searches for memes overtook searches for Jesus in 2016, something Richard Dawkins would probably have been proud of. Oh, nice. Yeah. Probably is still proud of. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Thanks for that, Drew. You're welcome. Uh, what have you brought today, Rob? Uh, so I changed mine last minute. So I mentioned on the last podcast that Drew although never listened to one, has actually started recording one. It was one that we did for Holders. 
Uh, oh, all of this is getting cut. And I just have a little ex excerpt from it. We'll play it properly, but we'll see what it comes like out like through the speaker. Everything we're doing now, first, we're going to Firstly, Drew, you are not allowed to listen to any podcasts. <laughs> Why? Have you ever listened because you're to not. a podcast? Why? Like, it's meant to be shambolic. <laughs> and, like, you're a perfectionist. You are not going to enjoy any of it. But aren't they done properly? Perfect. You, you can you no, if it was me, I would leave all this rambling. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Or chunks of it. You can't, you can't have a poo bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things taken out of context, like you saying, well, we can't use the poo bit. I don't want to. I don't want to mention Jean Claude Van Damme for the second episode on the job. <laughs> Give some context. It was we 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 were about to make a feature film, or yeah. a feature film was potentially in the. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we, we'd been asked us, to yeah. write one off the back back of a short that you made. Back of a short, yeah, uh, science fiction thriller. And Jean Claude Van Damme was interested. He watched the trailer we made, like yeah. the uh, you know the uh, what's it called the cut, what's, 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 what's sizzle reel, sizzle reel we made for it and stuff. He made it. He was interested. So we started yeah. doing this podcast. I think it lasted one episode or, or half an episode because yeah. I just didn't understand podcasts. <laughs> yeah. But here I am, trying to understand them. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. along for the journey. Full circle. Yeah, subscribe, guys. Jess, what, what have you brought? Um, a lot in, I don't, know if, I don't know if all of you have seen it, listeners, in, listeners too, but Google has basically launched out-of-home advertising. Right. And I don't particularly want to talk about Google's take on out-of-home advertising. I just want to talk about out-of-home advertising as a whole. Yeah. Um, but Google's brought it to a topic for many people to talk about, especially on LinkedIn recently. And it's basically kind of related to today's topic, like Drew's was. But it's about um, how billboards nowadays have expanded much more than just some text on paper that's put up, or even digital billboards. Yeah. I've got a couple of examples we can kind of talk this through. But it's like a Specsavers putting a billboard up completely wrong yeah, yeah. and basically nice saying, one. should have gone to Specsavers. Or like a vegan chicken brand, like partly covering a KFC one, yeah. which obviously like slaps over to say you shouldn't be eating chicken. A pizza one that's two billboards and it's kind of a pizza cheese stretching between. And it was nice. just mainly looking at how far advertising has come yeah. from just text. I, I like I like the pushing of the creative of it. Uh, there's the Dracula one. That yeah, I was going to say, say yeah, the really Dracula good. one's just genius, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. genius. It's probably yeah. is that is that like the Dollar Shave Club of billboards? Uh, or yeah, something? it probably yeah. is. Yeah, they do the three D ones now, which are quite quite nice, where it looks like from a certain angle, like things a, are escaping from it. Which there's is like cool. a minion one that this looks fake. Oh yeah, but that's like a real but that's stuff. a real billboard. I've seen a few bus, bus stop interference ones, which are quite cool. But yeah, yeah, they're, they're just really they're cool. Yeah, the, the the Google thing's really interesting. I don't think they've quite formalized how they're going to do it because. Currently, it's still sort of you go through a third-party agency, but through Google. I think they've had so much promotion around it where it's made smaller businesses feel like yeah. that they can get a billboard I, in I, a I, cinema I, or whatever. I, I, I think it'll evolve in things, and, and it'll be good if you could upload a video you know, or a display ad. And it's, yeah. yeah. I, th I, think I think it will get to that. Time. I think it will get to that. I just think within the next three months, yeah. we won't be there. Um, but it's an exciting time in marketing. Yeah, yeah. yeah exciting times. A-B testing, always be testing. <laughs> yeah, uh, brilliant. I like the idea. So we've got a couple of clients who are putting on some uh, in-person events. Yeah. How amazing would it be if you map out like the destination from the train station to their event venue, and as they walk past, you know, the signs can be updating and, and, and showing something cool through their journey. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Segwaying on slightly, 
uh, using Drew's little uh, phrase there. <laughs> this is the final episode where we just say segue, by the way, to segue. <laughs> uh, the main topic this week is attention spans. It's something that we spoke about a little bit in the office. And apparently people's attention spans are eight seconds. Which is? A second shorter than a goldfish. Like, okay. everyone's like, oh, you have an attention span of a goldfish. Apparently humans now have a less of an attention span. I'm going to challenge you. I need data on this. Because the, the thing is, I, I see in certain areas where people consume information, it can be that. Yeah. I think I think mainly what we want to talk about today is people's attention spans have decreased. Like, that's, that's a fact. Like... In here, from a Microsoft study, it was 12 seconds back in 2000. And then Microsoft also reported that it's gone down to eight seconds. Okay. So I have got that in a study. But at the same time, like there's so much content being put out there now. So just a few of the stats that we pulled, it was every day people watch 1 billion hours of videos on YouTube and 500 hours of video are uploaded every minute to YouTube. Like sounds, that's. But it sounds like people are giving it good attention. Yeah, so I, th I think but, that's it, though, isn't but it? That's, that's yeah. the thing where it's like... it. People, the reports are saying attention spans are shortening, but yeah. more content's being put out there. Binging yeah. is much more apparent now than it ever has. And so much reporting is around that as well. I think it's more about how to capture that attention yeah. in that time frame. So I, uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, or used to listen to a lot, less so now, is a podcast called Script Notes on Script Writing. Hollywood, Hollywood writers, it's John August and Craig Mason, who... He did like the scary movie franchise, but the se the later sequels, but then did uh, Chernobyl, the series that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, John August did Big Fish and things like that. But in there, they, they spoke, uh, I, I don't think it was them, but they spoke to a writer who spoke about writing for streaming devices, Netflix yeah. and things like that. And they said something they're encouraged to do is because they assume people are going to be multi-screening and be on their phone is when it's a pertinent plot point, they have like a big bang or like a yeah. loud phrase or something that says that gets people to look up from their phones, go straight down yeah. the, to the TV and then, you know, can at least take on that plot point. Yeah, yeah. There's obviously things that's put in place. And it's I think it's apparent that a lot of second screening is happening nowadays. Like There's a study I read recently about making sure your ads are positioned, say, if you're watching like, Great say, British if you're Bake watching Off. Great British Bake Off, yeah. that's what I was about to say. Great British Bake Off and you sell cakes or something or your delivery service, like a, a letterbox cake delivery service, having your ads displayed during the Great British Bake Off. Because if you're on your phone, you're thinking about cakes, like you're wanting to yeah. eat a cake. Yeah. Like you're more likely to buy it then. I guess it's kind of that thing that Drew was speaking about earlier, where it's like Gen Z especially, like their reaction times like now. Like they want things now. They want a reaction to things now. They want to understand the marketing now. Yeah. Yeah. There's no wait time around it. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you guys multi-screen when you watch TV? When I watch TV, no, I don't. I, I try not to. Um, I just want to pay attention just because I, I hate. I, 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 so I have a terrible attention span, which is why I don't like doing it. Right. Because yeah, I just yeah. get very easily distracted by things. Yeah. I'm the kind of person who will think about, oh, I want to go and watch something on YouTube. So I'll go onto my phone and I'll notice I've got a notification somewhere. I'll go onto yeah. my app. And I'll notice that someone's mentioned something. I go, oh, that's cool. I want to Google that. I'll Google that. Go on to Google. Notice that Google's recommended random articles. One of those articles sounds good. I've completely forgot about yeah, YouTube yeah. at this point. So if I second screen, I'm never, never never finishing anything I intend to finish. Yeah. Because I have a terrible attention span. I think I caught myself doing it. So 
if it's a series that I've been looking forward to, I'll just throw my phone to the other side of the room. Yeah, I leave my phone upstairs. <laughs> I, I, I used to second screen a lot. And my partner brought it up on me and he was like, even when watching TV together, it was like, yeah. why, why are you checking a work email? Oh, because the notification came up. Or why are you checking this? Or why are you checking Facebook? It's like, oh, the notification came up. So, just so want to make it clear that uh, Jess, Jess doesn't have to check Oh, I, don't, I didn't mean, I didn't mean oh, I was going to go the other the way. way. I was going to go, you're like, I think checking work emails. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but, but leave my phone upstairs, that she removes that like the like ding of a notification and think oh i'll check that now it's like you have to concentrate on pop it on silent grandma (laughs) my phone's always on silent (laughs) take it back yeah um yeah so people are always saying and in fact we've said it before in the past we said it quite a lot in our early days that attention spans are short you want to grab people straight away but the way we were saying it was as if attention spans are short don't have a five minute video attention spans are short this seems like a 60 second message as opposed to a 90 second message where really i think Obviously, there's, you know, there's caveats to this, but the actual duration of the thing doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I watched a tutorial the other day for like an After Effects thing, and it was like 120 seconds long, two, minute, two minutes long, if, if you want to do the maths on that. And uh, I watched it, and I was like, cool. That was really succinct. I liked that. And then I watched one that was like 35 minutes long, and I was like, cool, that was great as well. But it, the content was different. Yeah. And the whole way through, and especially from the start, which I think is obviously the kind of like the pertinent part of it, I was hooked in into that tutorial. Yeah. Like, my attention was grabbed throughout. Obviously, yeah. like you were saying with the Netflix thing, you know, you have to keep getting, they have to keep grabbing your attention again. They can't just grab it in the first five seconds and then hope you're gonna, they're going to coast off that for 30 minutes yeah. or something. But yeah, like attention, attention spans have gone down, but it's all about the yeah. content that you're putting out. Obviously, we have to assume that the content is relevant. Otherwise, yeah. it's pointless. Yeah, yeah. If it's relevant content, then are they grabbing your attention constantly? How are they doing that? Are they doing it the Netflix method, you know, which was I think that came from all of the ads in like American TV. Yeah, yeah. They would like constantly have to have cliffhangers. Yeah. Which is why lots of TV shows over here or if we're watching it without adverts, it feels like these weird cliffhangers yeah. and yeah, things yeah, happening yeah. all the time because we don't necessarily have as and many adverts. And no adverts, so it's immediately resolved. Yeah, but it's it's um yeah, it's not necessarily just about, you know, short attention spans, so short form media. It's short attention spans the media can be any duration, but yeah. how, how are you gripping your audience? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good point because I think people assume, oh, people have got a short attention span. I need to be putting out 30, 60 second videos. Like it's not like, yeah. it's not that at all. It's, yeah. it's ensuring the messaging's right and you're gripping people from one second in, not just 30 seconds, 60 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like right now with our, like kind of taking it back to our uh, dailies and stuff that we were talking about earlier, like we're putting those out in different formats and we're, yeah. we're noticing that they're, they're viewed and consumed in different ways. Yeah. But also we're noticing they're viewed and consumed by different audiences. Yeah. Doing yeah, different definitely. things. So for instance, we put out as like a six minute vlog the other day, six minute daily. And then we put out like a, a two minute cut down, but then also like a 60 or 90 second cut down. I think yeah. it was like a 60 second cut down. And then like, then like a 90 second one. And then we did like a 25 second cut down of all of that. Yeah. So like, yeah, it doesn't really matter how we're putting it out. We're seeing like kind of like an equal spread almost of like views on the cut downs, I guess. Yeah, we're taking a good estimate based on platform, but then we're also testing within that as well because I think it's always good to be mindful of you assume this runtime or this cut would work on this platform, but then test the opposite. Mm. I think that's good. Yeah. I think Um, something to mention in terms of not just video content, but... Attention spans being shorter means that the buying process of consumers are considerably shorter as well. 
again, like you were saying earlier, Drew, like people want to buy something like from their consideration of, oh, I'm going to buy a new phone to them actually buying a new phone. Yeah. A couple of years ago, it might have been weeks, weeks for them to research into what phone they want, like where they're going to buy it from. What's the best price for that phone? Like what features do they want? Like, is this a reputable brand? Is it trustworthy? And whereas yeah. now that that buying process is shorter because there's things like Amazon. There's, yeah. there's straight from obviously Apple if you're buying from Apple. There's there's reputable places they can go straight to. But also the, the need for things like instantly yeah. to get it next yeah. day, the same as Amazon, yeah. which mm. for people, you then need to realize that having a place on their their feeds and ads popping up on, on Google and everything is more important now than it has ever been. So how should people sort of adapt their marketing in respect to that? So if they're selling a service or a product? I think having having a presence in front of people. So I know obviously not everyone has the budget for ads, but ads is probably the easiest way. So yeah. say if they go they're Googling, I don't know, oh, we want a video video production agency and they're type yeah. typing so it. So I think with that you've really got to nail your intent marketing. Yeah. Because that time's short, so focus should be on the intent marketing. I think I think there's still cause and and definitely people should be doing sort of early awareness stuff, but you, almost the core should be the intent marketing. I think the awareness stuff, again, I think it's more about, so people's buying process is shorter, but people's awareness is still there, if that makes sense. Like, say if you're following Bright, for example, you're following us for months. We, we should people do. should, you should do. Do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they start following us in January, and then come August, they need a video. They want a video here. They want a video now. Yeah. But we've already done sort of eight months of marketing for them to know, like, we're the right people. We're good at what we do. Like, they've seen examples of our work. So when it comes to making their buying decision, their buying process is shorter. Yeah. But they're, like, we're already marketing to them for a longer period of time. So I'm not saying that, like you say, the awareness stuff isn't needed anymore because that's yeah. definitely needed it's kind of like the five touch points of marketing like you need to you need to be marketing them not just once no one's ever going to land on a service website and be like yeah i'm going to work with these people like yeah. yeah but it is sort of the intent marketing is definitely more important nowadays yeah. oh my god there's a fire now i've got your attention i also <laughs> think um i i also think so when i had a, a bit of a debate online about this is it's where people are as well, their willingness to consume long form or short form content. So a few things. So there's no surprise, like people should be paying attention to the fact that TikTok started off with short form video and now they're opening it up to long form. All the other social platforms have done very similar. Uh, it's probably because content creators on there have now gathered a following and so people will give them more time and attention. Um, that's probably something to do with it. But also... I listen to very long podcasts on drives and walks on the dog and I'm open to that because I'm in a period where I'm wanting that sort of uh, content. Yeah. Um, but then when I'm, you know, I want to just zone out on the sofa and I'm scrolling through shorts or reels or something, then short funny ones are good for me and I enjoy that too. I think it's about knowing that people are consuming content in different ways. Like yeah. people are now more likely, like you say, to listen to a podcast while walking a yeah. dog or driving to work. Mm. Whereas that's more popular now than say 10 years ago. Yeah. So longer form content, like we're not just necessarily just sitting down to watch it. 
Yeah. Like there's so many different ways to consume things. And people probably need to start feeding that into their personas where they start thinking about, okay, so what are our, uh, you know, core audience into? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's not just like, say they play golf. It's like, okay, so golf can be short clips on TikTok and on Insta, but it can be long tutorials on YouTube. It yeah. can be other things. So, you know, they can do things around that yeah. depending on the, on the length that people are willing to give on the platforms yeah, or definitely. their frame of mind, I guess, at the time. So in terms of attention spans, it's an old thing that's happened now. It's a bit dated. Yeah. I'm going to bring it up anyway, but removing dislikes on YouTube. Yeah. So... Like, I think you want some kind of instant, like, recognition of, like, the thing you're after. So, obviously, like, reviews is, like, a big one. You know, you Google a company, you see yeah. they've got, like, you know, three out of five or two out of five or something. You're immediately, like, I don't need to a get with wary, these. Yeah. yeah. So, like, from an, from an attention span or from, like, a, you know, like, looking for kind of some kind of, like, immediate uh, solution to something. Yeah. Like, reviews is quite a simple one. So, reviews, obviously, likes, dislikes. They're, they're the reviews of videos online, aren't they? Or comments or yeah. ratios. Oh, I, I go if if I need to buy a pen, I look at uh, like reviews of it. Yeah. If if not like Google YouTube videos. But in ter so in terms of like YouTube removing the dislikes. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that in terms of then content and um, attention spans? Yeah, I guess for me it's not uh, it's not dislikes isn't actually a metric I kind of look to. Uh, it's, in, the ra it's the ratio, isn't it? The ratio the is the stuff, thing you yeah. look at, yeah. Yeah. But I, I guess as a creator, you get to see the ratio, don't you? So it's probably good feedback for you um, on, on, on what the audience is enjoying from your, yeah. your yeah. content. So that's, that's probably still all you need from it. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's, it's, a, uh, it's a weighted question or, you know, it's a, a kind of like a pointed question or whatever I have. If I'm looking at like again, like looking at like tutorials, and by the way, I'm mentioning tutorials a lot. I know how to do my job. It's just there's other things you like to learn. We're, you know, always be learning. ABL, always be learning. <laughs> but I'd go on to like right, like back in the day when dislikes were a thing. Back in the day, you'd go on and you'd see like an, a pos a positive ratio. Cool, I'll give it a chance. You're going to give it a chance for longer than you would if it had a negative ratio. You might even not give it a chance if it had a negative ratio. Yeah, yeah. Right now, you can't see the ratio, so you give it give someone a chance. It's bad. Because you can't see the ratio, the next one, I feel like I'm giving it less time to be good. Like it needs to get straight into the point. I need to know straight away we're going to solve the thing I'm after. Yeah. Whether it's a tutorial on something to do with post-production or, you know, they're troubleshooting, I don't know, the microwave I own or something like that. Any yeah. kind of tutorial like that. Um, I had one recently where it was uh, how to drill a hole properly because I'm dead shit at DIY. I had to look at it because I was like, every time I try and drill a hole, I keep wrecking the drill or the wall. What is going on? How I, know, I, know, drill? I know this is only episode two, but people are hearing you say this. This is this is the persona. <laughs> I say this is persona. This is me, baby. This is me. And on that note, Drew didn't put a hole in the yeah, wall I, drawing this. Uh, oh, put a hole. I didn't. I didn't go near the Drew wall. Drew had nothing to do with it. Yeah. 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 We were all happy about that. So that's um, fine. So what What do you think drove the removal of the dislikes? Uh, the negativity. That's why. Yeah. Because like, also like, I do get it. Like, uh, Rings of Power, for instance, yeah. they they got like, if if you saw Review the dislikes, bombed. they would have been heavily ratioed. Yeah. And when I'm saying ratioed, I mean it in a in a negative way yeah. because it got review bombed and stuff. Yeah. By the way, I'm liking the show. Pla yeah, I am too. Pla platforms become echo chambers. There's lots of content creators with you know mental health issues and stuff as as a side effect oh, yeah. of yeah. of being on there I, on on net uh, on Facebook. I've noticed you can remove 
publicly displaying how many likes and things. It just shows Instagrams you the yeah, it's, it's the same. It's, it's meta, yeah, it's isn't it? It's one person plus same. others like yeah, yours. Yeah. Like, I quite like that, to be honest. But yeah, I guess from like an attention span, just to bring it back to the attention span thing, I guess it's more kind of like, I yeah, I have a shorter attention span now on YouTube that we I can't see dislikes if the first couple of things I'm looking turns out to not be the thing I'm yeah, looking for. Yeah. Yeah. It then makes me want to view something even quicker and I want to find, you know, more of an immediate solution, more of an immediate gratification or more of an immediate, you know, uh, resolution to that thing, basically. Yeah, yeah. So it's making me have less of an attention span personally. Yeah. So I wonder what impact that is having as a whole on people or even maybe I'm, maybe I'm just, uh, maybe I'm just special. Well, I, th I think it's the circumstance that you're looking at. So you're, you're, you're in a, you know, an in-market audience person. You're looking for how to drill a hole and you need that answer there and then. It's Do you think YouTube bookmarking their videos? And when I say bookmarking now, bookmarking so is probably the, the wrong. On Google, don't yeah, they? like some videos Captures. you go on to when, especially like DIY, for example. Let's not get caught up on the DIY guys. I don't want <laughs> that to be a big thing. <laughs> Let, let's, let's just use that as uh, an by example. By the way, then. I did successfully put the shelf up. <laughs> After a few attempts. After two years. <laughs> um, let's use DIY as an example, though. Save really your, save your. Um, putting up a shelf there might be a bit where it's like drilling the hole a bit where it's like putting the roll plugs in a bit where it's like drilling the actual putting frame. the what in sorry <laughs> putting the actual like frame on and then putting the shelf on so there'll be like little the rsjs <laughs> there'll be like little points in the video where it will tell you like this is this bit like this 30 second snippet is where it tells you this this 30 second snippet is where yeah, it tells you yeah, this yeah yeah do you think that helps with attention spans in terms of like oh definitely. you for you for example yeah. like you don't necessarily need to know what a drill is, yeah. but like you need to know how to drill it. So you skip to that point. You can point. Al almost treat it like a Tarantino video. Like you watch that bit, like, yeah, that's the answer I need. Okay, let's watch chapter one. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, before before chapters, bookmarks, whatever they're called, yeah. um, I would just scroll through the comments uh, because people, because people would, would just say, yeah. it starts here. Don't listen to this guy talk for 15 minutes about why he's yeah. telling you about this stuff. Yeah, Start it. I'd immediately do that because my attention span is so short. Yeah. I think it just brings it back to that, like, Gen Z. I want to say Gen Z, because we always mention it earlier. It's not all Gen Z, but people that want that solution. Yeah, I'm not Gen Z, there, by the like... way. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I am either. No. I'm a millennial. Probably a baby boomer. <laughs> <laughs> You're 27, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should have done that for my this week. <laughs> this week, someone said they thought I was 27. Amazing. Rob did get it on video, so I don't and know how yeah, much, then I how much he paid her. <laughs> so wrapping up a little bit, how do we over how do people overcome this myth? Like what tips do we give people? Not to necessarily overcome it, but what tips do we give about capturing attention spans, keeping people on board? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we can like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna solve anyone's problems in depth right now. Obviously, during this wrapping up period, yeah, so everyone's but, individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, definitely. But, but, but I think, I think we've kind of touched on loads of things already. So it's like you know, capturing the attention of the viewer immediately, doing something to capture their attention, yeah. but not resting on your laurels. So like, if it's a long video, let's say it's you know even like three, four minutes or something, even two minutes, whatever, you want to keep trying to cap recapture their attention. So so how how could you do that you know yeah. one one example could be the uh the visual style of it it could keep doing that yeah the, the content should be should be relevant and interesting and pertinent to the person anyway throughout yeah but could you could you drop a lol yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of a thing is yeah. there is there something visually you could do to make something visually yeah. striking I could, guess could you do could you do it? so like for instance sorry to to add to add on to that people who do have long form 
vlogs on YouTube, for instance, yeah. they have these cliffhangers before the ads. Yeah, Because yeah, they know they, they do, want you yeah. to stick around yeah. for that 10 I've been, seconds I've been watching some golf yeah. stuff and it's like, oh, I need to hit this drive good. Otherwise, I've lost this match. Yeah. And then straight into an ad. Yeah. yeah so they yeah. know. Um, yeah, I, I think... Um, we can't afford premium. Yeah. With, with that, well, I don't want to because I want to see the ads. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. my reason as well, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's being mindful of like developing an eye, actually, a critical eye, a self-critical eye when you watch or listen through or read through your own stuff. Yeah. Like e e even on, you know, an article or a web page. Where is it dipping? Can you break up chunks of text with a video, an image, something to... To, to pull it back i'll try and find it but i saw a great post earlier and i loved it because it's about copy and it was just it was just a text post it was an image showing text yeah and it basically had the way that you write and like the cadences in your yeah, writing yeah. can affect the way that the viewer reads it yeah and it didn't become like you know a paragraph it became like a song i think they said or something yeah. but it was such a great like visual way just to show like you know if you extrapolated that from just yeah. this text thing to the way that you make video or the way that you make an image and you have the flow in the image or the flow yeah. in the design yeah. It's all about like guiding the viewer, the reader, the listener, whatever. Yeah. In capturing their attention and keeping yeah. it. I'll try and find it so we can so, we we can pop it up on the video. Yeah. Yeah. But um but yeah, it was a great example of basically, as you're saying, it's like it's this kind of guided, yeah. curated yeah. like tour through the content that you're trying to create. There was yeah. a brand I say recently, it was definitely probably a year ago that accidentally sent yeah. out their was email it Amazon template or apple it, it, I, I, what, I an a stuck into my head it, it might have been amazon but like, it was like it had like an example off, yeah then write a shorter sentence yeah then, then five words it a bit. Yeah. then two words so it was kind of like it was the way and even the example text they used even though it was filler text that rob was saying it was a nice paragraph to read like it was just a nice like format. I, I, I Lauren th Ipsen has never been so great to <laughs> yeah. read. I, I think I think formulas are good to have, and then play with them. And yeah. Break, break them, subvert them. Yeah. Um, because you know formulas become boring. So yeah, then definitely. you need to, to to jazz it up a bit. Cool. So okay. So so we, we've we've roughly wrapped it up. Now yeah. to tightly wrap it up, as is becoming tradition so far, the second podcast in the run. It's curating curating like the the journey we spoke about customer journey earlier right yeah. wow it's creating the uh, the viewer audience the journey for them throughout yeah. this piece of content captivating them yeah. throughout yeah and trying to maintain that concentration throughout the entirety of the content yeah obviously it's harder to do in longer form video than it is in a, a des an image yeah but, but if uh, you're on the right platform they're open to longer form content they're there for yeah. that reason so be mindful of you know where this content is going, where you where you're putting it out. Yeah, uh, adapt it for other yeah. platforms where people tend to go for short content. Or yeah, okay. Well, like. I think as a test, I will do long form content of me putting up a shelf. <laughs> two years. <laughs> it's it's two years worth of content. Yeah, it's a biggie. We're excited to see it. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Yep. Nice attention span. Attention I've already span. forgot what we were talking about. Forgot what we were speaking about. But if you want to test out your attention span, I think a great way of doing it is to head over to our YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, like, subscribe, hit the bell icon, as yep. the cool kids say, and uh, check out our stuff. Definitely. And again, before you go over there, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you listen to this on. Yeah, brilliant. Nice. Uh, every Wednesday. So we'll see you again next Wednesday. And uh, by then, we're going to hopefully have some actual segues. And we're going to also have another catch-up with uh, Rob's happiness course. Ah, yeah. Nice. nice. Perfect. Perfect.